Welcome back to Young, Dumb, and Broke. I'm your host, Faith Kiakia. I want to start this episode off with a dedication to all my haters. This episode is dedicated to the person who called it uninspiring, unfocused, negative, and unprofessional. Please enjoy. (laughs) Um, Our guest today is a very special friend of mine. We have been friends for over six years now, I think. And we met in first year of university in Ottawa and have been close ever since, even though we have barely been together in person. (laughs) (laughs) But we still talk, I think, every single day. (laughs) Like, not Um, the word. (laughs) Yeah. So, Yvette, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm super excited about this episode. It's a darker one than the last couple, but <laughs> it will appear to be fiction to some people, but yeah. you know what? There's two witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of this is going to sound made up, but we lived it and it's true. So <laughs> um, so our first segment today is about almost being kidnapped, and we have several stories about how both of us have almost been kidnapped and died. And the first one we're going to share is one from first year when we were first becoming friends um, and it happened together. Do you want to start the story? Yeah. So basically, I know that we were in your dorm room for a fact. And Mm -hmm. I think we were just bonding. I don't know how like the conversation came up, but we were bonding over our love for cookie dough. And this was the first time (laughs) we were like, oh, yeah, we both like cookie dough. And then I think you were the one that sort of sparked the idea of like, why not just walk over to Metro? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And just get some cookie dough. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. Like, I think I was in my onesie that day. I think you were too. (laughs) I might even have a picture somewhere in my old phone. Yeah, I used to wear a lot of onesies. I loved my Mm -hmm. onesie. (laughs) Me too. That's how I picture you, to be honest. (laughs) Since I don't see you that much in person. (laughs) Your last memory of me. I can picture you in a onesie. (laughs) Sitting in my uh, chair in my dorm dorm room. Yes. And like, I think, yeah, we went over. And we were on our way to, like, get some cookies. Oh, can I explain the layout, though? Yes, yes, so please go. So our university, it, the University of, like, Ottawa, I think it's, right? That's what it's called? Anyways, yeah. it's downtown, like, literally right by Parliament, which is not a great place to be right now. <laughs> um, but we won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> but down the street, the closest grocery store is, like, down a few blocks. Like, probably a 10, 15-minute walk. Like, completely, like, down one street to get to the metro and so we decided to do this like really late at night like it was pitch blackout so we were walking from the downtown like university like out of the student area towards like other people living if that makes sense yeah so we're I don't, like, I, like residential like yeah. non-university people exactly and yeah. like just to preference this we weren't crazy we weren't like oh naive little girls just going out in the middle of the night like no this was like 
what we considered to be a safe place because we always seen students just go regardless of the yes. time of day. So we're, we're not naive, okay? We didn't walk into this. And we also weren't high. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> this wasn't like a case of the munchies. <laughs> it was just pure like us being like cookie addicts. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> but so we were walking on our way to Metro. We got the cookie dough. Yeah, no problem there. No problem. And this was, I believe, during like the winter season because there For was sure. snow. Mm-hmm. And we were just engaged in conversation. Can't recall what the conversation was, but we were just laughing, whatever. And we're walking. And then all of a sudden, we, I would say, not even we, but mostly like you, notice someone behind us. <laughs> of course, us. me. <laughs> I watch a lot of Criminal Minds. Of course, it's me. <laughs> so, yeah, but I'm just like, and I noticed like you were like, you you said something about it too. And I noticed like you were sort of like, oh my gosh. But I'm yeah. just thinking, like, we're, we're students. So we're not the only students in existence. <laughs> but somehow that night we were exactly normally there's about 100 students on that one street to cut through yeah and that night we were the only two and then that one person behind us like a walking fast yeah and so they were walking and then i'm just like Mm -hmm. i'm like okay like you're getting nervous let me just sort of like keep an air out like sort of use my peripheral vision to, I'm freaking blind, but like peripheral oh, me vision. Too. <laughs> yeah. And you don't recall, but I do. <laughs> he picked up a stick midway. <laughs> and that's when all of the alarms started sounding. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't scared that we were being followed. It's just wasn't. you were scared of the stick. I wasn't scared of the stick because I'm like, why are you picking up a stick? There's no dog around. No, we were the only three people on that one strip. And you're thinking, no, this was like a medium. Like, this was a thick, like, long <laughs> stick, okay? Like, it was borderline a walking stick. <laughs> and dragging it along the snow. <laughs> and this is when I start whispering to you. Yeah. And you hear the panic in my and I think we were like, clinging on to each other. Yes. That's like, which we don't accurate. normally do. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, okay. And I'm just like, okay, let's, you know, let's start walking fast. Really fast, yeah. And, and he we was like, starting to get fast, too. Like, did he cross to the other side of the street at some point? Yes. Okay, so what had happened was we were starting to pick up speed and then he started matching our speed. Mm-hmm. Which was- <laughs> that was the worst part is he kept getting faster too. And but the, and the why I described in the beginning of where we were is because we could see the university. Yeah. It's one road, but like we weren't close to it. I don't think like, I think we were halfway through when we saw him. Yeah. And like, so the road that we're going down, like the road that we came up and went down towards whatever, you can, from the end of the road to the beginning of the road, you can always see the university. So yeah. yeah so like, I just remember him just starting to pick up his pace and he did cross the road. So I believe he was over on the other side of the road. And then some, for some reason, he came to our side of the road that's when you started to be like oh I think we're getting followed I started no I was fully like I still believe we were gonna die that night 
oh yeah no as soon as he picked up the stick i'm like oh yeah (laughs) what's even worse though like why i know this is like almost a kidnapping is slash killing is because when we got i think to the university or at least in like at the light with the lights yeah uh, he disappeared yeah so okay so i don't remember seeing him after that he didn't like follow us onto campus yeah so i forgot what that building is called but it's like sort Uh, of that courtyard um, yes that's exactly what i'm thinking of he turned off where like before you actually enter onto the side of the courtyard he turned on that side where the residential houses were was it where that bar was that we all went to i think so yeah yeah and so that's when i was like okay we're safe but like i wasn't 100 percent sure we were still safe because he was still like having his stick and poking it (laughs) in the freaking snow and i'm like okay this is our chance (laughs) that's so (laughs) and i'm like this is our chance and thankfully you know we survived that night but i kid you not the fear that we felt that night was so genuine no and we both felt it sometimes when I think like I'm the only one that feels it then I'm like okay maybe it didn't actually like maybe I wasn't being followed but I believe that we both knew we were about to be killed I mean like I always like I'm so thankful for that day like we were both together because for sure oh, if it we was were one of us alone, we were dead yeah we were gone like he picked up a stick <laughs> and he, slept, he kept matching our speed like I don't understand and it wasn't a student. This was like a man. Yeah, this was this a was like a grown ass man. man. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, what? <laughs> I try not to think about that, to be honest, because it scares me. The only time I brought that up was when I almost got kidnapped recently. Okay, and tell I brought me that, that story. Up... Yeah, so I brought that up to my boyfriend because what had happened was. Like, so I went outside and, like, um, I was, like, you know, just, like, hanging outside because our balcony wasn't, it was under construction that time. And I wanted to go outside because I smoke marijuana on my free time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's legal in Canada, y'all. It's okay. But, yeah. So um, I went outside and I went for a smoke and I was, like, I had my earbuds in because I don't, I'm not talking to no one and I don't want to be like the weird person that's just smoking and mm-hmm. not listening to anything. So I had my earbuds in. I feel like it wasn't even that high, like um, volume wise. And I was watching a Netflix show. I remember this and I'm just there and I can hear like, I can hear someone just being like, hi or something like that. Like, hi, hi, hey, hey, or whatever. And I'm thinking, and it took me so long, like, this was happening for a constant, like, 10 to 15 minutes, I kid you not, and I, it took me so long to register, it's not the, it's not the Netflix video that I'm watching, like, this is an actual person talking to me. Oh my god. And so I turn, like, I turn to my left, and I'm, like, looking, and I see someone's car door, like, car just pulled up to the side of me no I literally snapped my head back so quickly for some reason I did not decide to get up and go back in I just like continued watching like my stuff and smoking you would think 
dude after our near-death experience you didn't think that through (laughs) i'm not like i'm not a person that's quick to think i'm sorry like i I don't think you're quick to think like that people are going to kill you yeah like specifically that like like that's how i knew when we went through that together like when you were scared i was like oh no (laughs) yeah and i feel like my like alarms for danger is a bit off from normal people like i feel like normal people's like their alarm for danger goes off really early and well you grew up in toronto yeah i think like but you grew up in london (laughs) but yeah but like i think like not a really city like oh yeah you know what i mean like i grew up in like a like not downtown that's true i don't know but (laughs) yeah so like it didn't mean stop there. Like as soon as he noticed that I finally acknowledged that he's there. Oh no. He, kept, he was staying there for another ten to fifteen minutes. Like the the show that I was watching was like an hour long. And he was I probably stopped around twenty minutes and when I looked up almost to the end of my show, he like was still there. And I'm just what? like I don't know why I couldn't move, but eventually he was leaving or so I thought he does a u-turn and on the other side of the road he continues to try and get my attention and he's like he's like just staying there in the middle of the road and like I live on what I would consider a busy road if you're like in Toronto it's Spadina Road Mm, yeah so this guy was just staying there and then I'm just like, okay, like, literally, it's my time to leave. And before I was even getting up, he, like, sped off because I guess he saw that I was, like, getting ready to leave. And then I'm just, like, I literally froze. And, like, it didn't register to me what happened until I went upstairs and I had to explain it to um, David. And he's like, what's wrong with you? Why didn't you call me? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it just didn't register to me. And now that I'm saying this, I remember another time when I almost got kidnapped in, like, middle school. Bro. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm a safety hazard to myself. I think I'm the safety hazard. <laughs> I must have a sign over me that says kidnap me. I'm not joking. <laughs> it's, this is a lot of stories. And you, you are young. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay, tell that one if you want to. Okay, this is like a pretty quick one, but like I was staying after school with a friend and a van pulls up and he's asking for a direction. Me being a naive little kid, I'm going up looking to like, you know, like I'm staying a distance away from him. Like pre-COVID, it was still six feet distance from anyone. Mm-hmm. But like I was just there and he's like oh can you show me where whatever street he asked for and then I'm just like oh it's just here and then he's like come closer I need you to show it to me and and I'm like literally walking to go closer my friend sprints so quickly reaches for my arm and drags me back and the man pulls off with the quickness and then not only that happened the next day there was an announcement that says there's a man in a van going around trying to kidnap kids 
so this one has been certified that was a certified i almost got kidnapped for real and killed and worse oh my Um, god so yeah that you've never told me that one before yeah that night that we got almost got kidnapped and died um i might have some kind of omen (laughs) Just oh my god me. i'm not hanging out with you anymore <laughs> it's the truck situation all over again. <laughs> oh my god yeah, that scares so... me i'm i was worried when i was little about being kidnapped like that i, just, I think because my mom fear. always would watch like dateline mm-hmm. and i think i don't know maybe it scarred me sorry mom if you're listening <laughs> I think that had the opposite effect on me. Like, I always you just watched... were immune to it? Yeah. Like, I was desensitized. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that kind of brings me to when I was almost kidnapped without you. <laughs> so, I guess well, not many people know, but I went to Europe uh, by myself uh November like 2019 right before COVID hit and I went for two weeks and I went to France and then Italy and then uh Greece like Athens in Greece and that's where I flew into there and so the first like bit of the trip all fine Athens was at the end it was like the last like four days and so you know you're coming out of the airport and they like not many of them speak English obviously and so I go to like find a taxi and as I'm walking like down it's like a most people have been to an airport anyways you're going outside and then it's like a row of cars and then it's like a row of taxis Mm -hmm. so I'm walking past the cars to go to the taxi line and this guy is sitting on this bench with this other guy and he's like full like a Greek man like (laughs) that's all I'll say about it (laughs) but to picture him picture that (laughs) and um then he like jumps off the bench as I'm like pulling the suitcase behind me walking past him he goes oh miss 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 like I I have a car for you are you trying to get a taxi and I'm like uh yeah I'm gonna take a cab and he's like oh no don't do that that's not a good idea I have I have a car for you and he's pointing to like this van like you know the mercedes black vans yes like a shuttle van but he didn't really look like he owned it (laughs) like (laughs) did it have a license plate (laughs) i don't know i don't know but he what made it worse is he's like you're gonna overpay with the taxis you don't want to take a taxi you're going to overpay. They're going to charge you 90, I think it's euros there, 90 euros. And it's not 90 euros. We have, we have great rates. You take our thing, you're going to be safe. You know, if you take a a cab, the guy doesn't speak English. He's like, take this van, take it, take it. Like he's really trying to get me in this van. And, but he wasn't trying to get anyone else, even his friend. Like there's tons of people getting off the flight. Why is this guy trying to get me into the van? Like, I'm not saying I'm, like, special enough to kidnap. <laughs> but, like, why was I singled out? Because I, I think because I was a girl alone traveling. Yeah. So it was, like, taken the movie. <laughs> 2.0. <laughs> I mean, an attempted one, yes. An attempted one. Like, Wait, where they get the you in a taxi have... and then they know where you're staying. 
did the van have like windows that you could see out no no you couldn't see in no (laughs) so then so i was i was like oh i really don't feel good about this like in my gut Mm -hmm. i'm like no i don't it's not like it's an uber there's no like registration he just wanted me to go in the van he was like we have the rates listed on the back of the seat inside oh my gosh i'm like no He's like, well, the guy doesn't speak English in the cabs. Like, it's okay. I'm like, no, it's fine. I'll just tell him the name of the hotel. Like, I don't need him to speak English. <laughs> I don't want the chit chat. I'm not. A yeah, I'm like, I'm person. good. And so, <laughs> keep in mind, this guy didn't speak that much English either. So, I'm not really sure what he was getting at. But, anyways, so I kind of, he really tried to get me in there, and I was like, no. And then he's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'm really sure. So I get into the cab line, and I get a cab. And I still never saw him talk to anyone else when I was waiting for the cab. Mm-hmm. Anyways, long story short, the cab did speak enough English to know what I was saying. Yeah. And it was 30 euros. <laughs> so, Not 90. Um, confirmation that you were definitely getting kidnapped and you were going to be sold on the black market? Yeah, like it was going to be a movie 2.0. It was... <laughs> and nobody <laughs> believes me about that story, but I, I know it. I felt it in my gut. I think it the just... reason why we're able to, like, believe each other is because this happens to us. <laughs> That's true. It happens too often. It's a bit concerning. Like, it's it's a thing where you experience once in a lifetime, but I'm concerned that it's happened on numerous occasions. Oh, for sure. I actually have more that, like, not as closely, like, you know that you're going to be kidnapped, but when I lived in Toronto downtown... I live, like, Queen Street, like, near the, uh, what's that park that was near me, where the Toronto sign is? Oh, yeah. What it, Queen Is that park? City Hall? Queen's oh. Park? Yeah, maybe it's Queen's Park. Maybe. I forgot. Yeah, I don't know. But the one where the Toronto sign is, um, if anyone has been there. Anyways, so I lived right near there, and I lit, I worked really close to there, like, five minutes down the street. And so I would walk. But then during busy season, I would have to work until, like, 3 a.m., and so the first night that I had to work that late, I uh, know maybe it was 2 a.m. that night. I was like, okay, I'll just walk home really quickly. But it's pitch black. Like people are not out at that time. And I'm walking home and there's like people, like homeless people, I assume. Like some are sleeping, which is normally what they do. Yeah. All the ones I've seen. But then there was this one that's sitting up. And he was kind of near where I had to turn to get to the back of my building. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, miss. Like, he's like calling me over, not asking for money, but like calling me to come near him. And it gave me such like a deep fear. It was like, <laughs> I, like a gut-wrenching I I, feeling. Yeah. Yes. Like in my like a sunken chest. I think I turned down like the the long way to get to my house just so I didn't have to go because he was right in the way that I would have to cross him. Yeah. And so and I never walked home after that. I, I even though I live five minutes away, I was like, I'm just going to expense my cab because this is like really scary. Oh, my gosh. You never told me that story before. Really? I don't think so. It was right at the end. So, yeah, maybe it just didn't cross my mind with the trip and everything. But yeah, crazy. That yeah (laughs) sorry reliving that (laughs) was traumatic (laughs) I suppressed that one because that guy really scared me that day because it's like 2 a.m I'm alone there's nobody else outside 
Oh my gosh, I'm not even taking in that it was 2 2 a.m. That's even more scarier. Yeah, and all the other people are like leaving me alone. Like normally, I found when I lived downtown that anybody that was homeless, besides maybe that one time I was walking with you a couple streets over, but nobody ever asked me for money. Nobody ever like talked to me. They would just sleep on the grates, which was sad, but they didn't bug anyone. Or not bug, you know what I mean? They didn't talk to anyone. They're usually chill. Yeah, and then I think we were walking that one time to dinner, and I think one asked for money. Yeah. But then other than that, I've never seen one do that. There. In London, very different story, but there, no. (laughs) And so that guy just, like, really scared me. I actually don't even know if he was homeless. I assumed, because it was 2 a.m., and he was just sitting on a step in front of, like, a dental, not a dental, a glasses office. Yeah. But yeah crazy times (laughs) but speaking of almost dying so I've been doing this segment with some guests about how they want to die and when like how they want it to happen and how they think it will actually happen so I wanted to get your take on that um how you think it will happen um and when okay how well hmm how I think it will happen. How do you want it to happen? How I want it to happen is me dying peacefully in my sleep. I think that's how most people want it to. Oh, like nothing ideally. dramatic? Nothing dramatic. Oh, like, no, I want the opposite. <laughs> if it's going to be dramatic, like, okay, if I'm going to have, like, my dramatic fantasy, it's going to have to be, like, I don't know, like, I get a heart attack from being at a Beyonce concert so I can sue her, like, my family can sue her be millionaires afterwards like that's probably like my craziest idea but like oh my god the realistic one my realistic do you have beef against beyonce no i love her oh okay (laughs) (laughs) how do you just picked her like specifically because i feel like that's realistic of me being in a beyonce concert (laughs) that's true i'm not gonna be like seen at a travis scott concert (laughs) oh yeah that's true but yeah ideally that's how I would want to die and then like realistically mm, I think I always I always used to say when I was younger I'm going to die of laughter oh that's cute yeah but it's scary because like there's been points where I'm gasping for air and I can't (laughs) so it's a reality (laughs) (laughs) okay um so wait was that what you think it will happen how you think it will happen okay but you want it to be peaceful yes like that's your legit answer yeah the simple way you know just let me go in my sleep (laughs) (laughs) or Beyonce that's a close second at least that would be like at a concert you could experience a concert before yeah maybe she'll sing me like to the heavens gates with like halo or something you know ideally I like halo (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's a good way. So speaking of dying, I have had some pretty crazy dreams in the past couple weeks. Actually, the past week are the most um, murderous, for lack of a better word. <laughs> um, so I've been dreaming a lot about being killed and not voluntarily. And I want to be clear, I am the one being killed in these dreams. I, I'm not killing anyone. <laughs> 
Like, I'm just minding my business in all of these streams, and then I get murdered, like, violently. <laughs> Is it, like, one of those jump scares kind of thing? <laughs> no. I don't know. Some of them, I guess. Like, okay, I'll tell the first one. The first one, like, like literally, these are in order of how I experienced them in the week. Like, two were back-to-back, the first two that I'm telling, and then the second mm-hmm. one was the next day. Okay. So, that one was really weird. So, that we'll save for last. Uh, the first two. So the first one, I was dreaming that I was in this grocery store with my mom, my stepdad, and maybe my sister. I don't know if she was there or not, actually. And, like, there was this woman that was, like, following us. And she was, like, after my stepdad. And it was really weird. And she kept following us around the store. And then for some reason, we got into line to pay. And she came right into the line behind us. And she got really close to my stepdad. And then me, the non-confrontational person in real life, I went and I stepped in between them (laughs) in this dream, which I would, to be honest, I would never do in real life, ever. So (laughs) that's never going to happen because it's No, I know. So this one can't happen. Um, But I stepped in between and then I said something to her like, hey, like, can you back up? Like, what's your problem? And she like was like can I give you a hug and for some reason I said yes (laughs) why I don't know because again that would never happen it just keeps getting more unrealistic no I know and I don't like being touched I would never like say that I would never say yes and so then (laughs) I said I was like yeah and she gave me a hug and then literally I could feel myself like she stabbed me in the spine with a needle And I could feel it Mm -hmm. like it was real. And I felt myself like slipping from consciousness. Oh my God. And then I I, like was like fading to black and then I woke up. And then I was like, did that just happen? It was so strange. Imagine if that's how I die in my sleep. (laughs) Uh, Maybe. (laughs) It was a really uncomfortable feeling. I felt like my whole, like it was spreading the blackness throughout my body. Yeah. And then I was just dead. And then I woke up. So then I fall back asleep eventually after being like traumatized. And then I have my second dream. And this one's very quick. It was a really quick dream. So I'm driving down the road to and I pull into my driveway. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a garage. So I'm just in the driveway. And then it's daylight, broad daylight. I I look at the like corner of my eye and I see a guy who I'm going to be honest, he looked a lot like my dad. (laughs) And it's uncomfortable, but, like, that's the only way to describe it. If anyone's met my dad, (laughs) you can picture him. (laughs) My dad without facial hair is walking towards my car. And then I'm like, that's weird. And, like, comes off the sidewalk. And it, like, comes to the front window, like, my my window, and starts banging on the window. And is like, give me your money. Give me your stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm, like, trying to turn the car on to back out of the driveway. And I can't because someone else is blocking the back. And I would have run them over. I don't know why I wouldn't just run them over. But (laughs) I think he's, like, smashing the window. And he ended up, like, smashing it and then killing me. How? Like, I don't remember, like, how he – I think, like, I don't know, violently. (laughs) I I think I I cut it out of my mind. (laughs) You suppressed the memory of your own dream. Yeah, but I remember being dead. Like, I remember being killed. Just not how. But, like, it was a very violent, like, he smashed the window. And I was, like, panicked, like, because 
it was my real life driveway. My neighbor was in it. Like it was so strange. And no one was helping me. To like a bunch of murder podcasts lately. No. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna tell you so those were back to back one night. The next night I dreamed of this was the strangest dream. So for some reason I was like orphaned or like I was away from my parents. And I was sent to live with my Amish uh, aunt and uncle, who are not my real aunt and uncle. I don't even know anyone that's Amish, to be honest. I was just about to ask. (laughs) No, I don't. I really don't. And I haven't even heard that lately anywhere. Like, I haven't heard a story about them or anything. But for some reason, my aunt and uncle, who I've never seen their faces before, like, they're not my real ones. (laughs) Anyways, I went to live (laughs) with them. But the uncle was extremely abusive. And, like, very controlling. This is kind of a depressing dream, I'm not going to lie. I'll (laughs) I'll preface it with that. And so he was very controlling and, like, I couldn't go anywhere. I would have to ask for permission, be, like, be watched. And he would be really angry if I were to go anywhere and come back. And then one day I went to the store, like, just the variety store in town. Like, it was, like, one street of a town. It was weird. And then I went to the variety store and the guy was nice to me that worked there. And then I went home and the, and the uncle was like so upset. And then he went to the variety store knowing that I had gone there somehow and like horrifically attacked. (laughs) Sorry, very strong adjectives, but (laughs) horrifically attacked this guy like that worked there. Yeah. For no reason. Like, I don't know why he would attack him. It's making me upset thinking about it because it's just not fair <laughs> to this imaginary guy that worked at the store that I happened to go to. Anyway, so then while he's beating this guy up, I run out of the store and I go and I like go to this other store and there was this girl that working there and she was like nice to me and I was like, okay, I'm going to run away. And so we went to this other like main grocery store and as we're paying... Mm-hmm. the cast of euphoria <laughs> this is where i got weird the cast of euphoria is there have you ever seen that show oh yeah i saw yes. that you were posting <laughs> okay so you know who nate jacobs is yeah yeah so i'm i think i was either maddie or rue i think i was rue in oh, this God. so zendaya and nate jacobs like jacob alordi is like towering over me because he's so tall and he's like threatening me as he would in the show yeah (laughs) but like the rest of the cast is there too like buying like random groceries to go to a party or something and so I I think I ran out of that store and then I I was like I don't have any of my stuff I can't run away I need to go get my stuff for my aunt and uncles but like if I go back there I'm trapped so I Mm -hmm. made like the decision to just go back there and suck it up and then I went back there and the guy, the uncle, like, killed me. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. But, like, just a wild dream. That's why I had to tell the whole thing because it's just so many details that are so unrealistic. And it had that weird twist with the euphoria. Yeah. I don't know why that happened. Sometimes that does happen to me a lot where I'm dreaming something and then I'm, like, in a TV show. But, like, it's not the set of the TV show. It's just all the characters are there and I'm one of the characters. Yeah. I'll think of another one for another episode, but I can't think of another. But it's happened many times. Oh, my gosh. And I remember way too many dreams. (laughs) I remember a lot of dreams of, like, when I was young. 
I feel like that's a rare thing to remember, but I do. Like dreams you had when you were a kid? Yeah. Oh, me too. What can you think of one on the spot? Yeah, I remember like this one weird dream. For some reason, like I was a smaller version of myself and I was going into um what do they call it? What do you call the closet where you keep like your towels and stuff in? A linen linen closet. Exactly that <laughs> linen closet. I was a miniature person of myself and I was climbing like the shelves. And for some reason, I guess I lost like my footing and I fell and it was a really high height. And before I actually hit the floor to my death, I woke up. So that's one dream I remember. <laughs> oh my God, that's crazy. <laughs> I, I was like four years old. <laughs> oh my God. That's pretty early to remember one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one that I actually, I have two off the top of my head. One, I was like over top of this. Oh no. Should I say the third one? Yeah. I'm going to say all three. Anyways, they're quick. Um, <laughs> I was on this like walkway of a bridge and like below, like, you know how you, when you go to some restaurants, there's like a koi pond. Oh yeah. Of fish. Like it was like that, but sharks. But like way like f- many feet below. Oh. Okay. And for some reason I fell into this like thing of sharks. Oh no. Yeah. And that's all I really remember about that dream. But I'm petrified of sharks because of that. And, and also that tied to another dream where I thought a shark was in the pool. <laughs> or it was in the pool. It was like this giant shark that looked like a, the size of a whale inside the pool and it killed me. Oh my god. And I still think about it every single time I go into a pool. Literally. <laughs> I think I might have said that on another episode, but literally every time. Um, <laughs> and okay, so then that was the first one. The second dream. Have you ever seen Monsters, Inc.? The yes. movie? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, the one I forget their names, but the guy with the one eye. Yes. Is his name Mike? I, I'm not sure, but I want to say yes. That sounds right. Um, okay. So the guy, that, the, the character of the one with the one eye i'm gonna call him mike anyways he's at this top of this building and like it's like kind of like ghostbusters when the city's falling apart he's like (laughs) at the top there's like lightning and he's like controlling the entire city and i i think i got killed in that dream too oh my god (laughs) yeah it was petrifying and i haven't been able to watch that movie since honestly i never watched the new one i think they came out with a second one or a third one whatever yeah yeah i never watched it I think about that dream every time I see anything related to that Monsters Inc. And the third one, for some, uh, I actually don't know if I should share this. I might edit it, but I'll share it. Um, the third one is a, I was in my old house that I grew up in, like until I was eight, and mm-hmm. we were in the basement, and we had this like, um, uh, what do you call it? a coffee table? Yeah, and uh, it was on top of this rug, and it was like a coffee table with the legs were like designed. And, like, if you mm-hmm. bump it, it hurts. And oh, no. I remember my sister, like, playing. And then she rolled. And she, like, hit the side of the coffee table. And she got this huge gash. Like, it almost cut her in half. Oh. What? In her torso. Like, she had this huge gash across. And I was, like, I was so upset. And I'm, like, Mom, like, what's going to happen? She's, like, she's going to die. And we rolled her up in this carpet. And that's traumatizing. Yeah, I know. And that's all I can remember of the dream is we just rolled her up in this carpet for some reason. And she had this huge gash in her. 
maybe that's all you're capable of like remembering because the actual in-depth of it is just gonna go downhill from there oh I'm sure there was worse details yeah (laughs) but I think of that a lot too those three dreams I think about a lot that last one would be imprinted in my mind for the rest of my life (laughs) it's horrible yeah usually when I see my sister no but she's gonna hear it and she's going to be traumatized because, well, I, I can't say it. But I can't say it on here. She's going to be traumatized when she hears that story. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, anyways, this has been a wild episode filled with a lot of death <laughs> and kidnappings, almost kidnappings. Oh um, it's a bit alarming how many kidnappings. <laughs> Yeah, this was a really dark episode. Like, I think people are going to think we need help after this. I think they're going to think that we need someone to supervise us. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm not going to fight back with them. Because <laughs> recalling all of my memories, I'm like, probably. Like, most That's- likely. <laughs> now that you shared those couple, like, I think there's more stories in your life where you were almost kidnapped. <laughs> and just didn't realize it. <laughs> it's probably true and it's probably like I'm just not aware of my surroundings in the worst way possible (laughs) oh my god (laughs) okay okay well we'll wrap up the episode now thank you everyone for listening to another uninspiring episode of young dumb and broke and thank you to Yvette for coming on this episode and sharing so many personal stories (laughs) (laughs) and dreams it was a lot of fun having you on the episode thank you and I'm excited for another one that we do together that isn't about death (laughs) maybe a happier one maybe it needs to be on the other side now I think we could do one like purely based off our university first year stories oh yeah for sure we just can't name any names but I think we're fine with that we'll just make up names (laughs) But uh, yeah, I have certain ones I want to talk about, but I'll save them for another episode. (laughs) Okay, so I'll read our final quote and then we can say goodbye. Okay, our final quote today is, if your dreams don't scare you, they are too small. (laughs) (laughs) Very fitting. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.